0: Hey everyone, welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast that discusses video game news, stories, and highlights, and all the biggest topics in the video game industry. My name is Luke, I'm your host, and I am joined by my co-host Adam. Adam, how's it going today?
1: Pretty good, how about yourself?
0: I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, how was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend, get up to anything exciting?
1: Yeah, I um, spent pretty much the whole weekend watching GDQ, but I know we'll be talking about that a little bit later, so...
0: yeah. Well, uh, GDQ was this pathway, it was kind of a, I didn't actually know that it was happening because we usually have our summer games done quick and then they have mm-hmm. like the awesome games done quick and they kind of run for like, I think almost like a full week. Is that right?
1: Normally. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, GDQ Express. Uh, this is the second, only the second year they've run this particular gotcha. event and it was only for a weekend during TwitchCon. So.
0: Right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that on the show um, today, uh, we have a couple other things that we're going to be talking about, uh, it's kind of a slower news week where, uh, uh, it's going to be a bit of a shorter, more condensed than our usual hour and a half show, um, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, there was a new trailer that released this past week called Cal's Mission, and so we're going to just kind of talk about that a little bit, uh, there's also some bundles that were announced with, uh, Xbox and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and then this actually literally just dropped like within the hour um, from when we started recording this show. And Sean Layden has stepped down as chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, he's, that was shocking. He's very shocking. Yeah, it kind of uh, popped up on the Twitter, and I kind of was I had to take a second look because I, I didn't ex- expect something like that. Um, so we're gonna talk about that, and then yeah, we'll end off the show with some GDQ. Adam's gonna run through some of the highlights from gdq and yeah that's going to be the show this week before we get to all that though got to get over the housekeeping stuff so as a reminder games are fun is a weekly podcast it airs every tuesday on all the major podcast platforms so that's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify basically all your big ones i think we're on 11 in total so choose your favorite podcast service search for games are fun and you should be able to find us Uh, Each week we kind of just run through video game news and some of the big topics that are trending in the industry, share what games we've been playing, etc, etc. It's basically if you like video games you've come to the right place. If you enjoy the show make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you want to extend your support you can do that through donations. This podcast is done completely out of our own time me and adam don't make any money from this it's kind of just like a a hobby on the side but it would be awesome if we could get um, some donations to the show to basically help fund the production of the podcast make it a little bit more professional Uh, it would just help excel the production aspect of it so if you want to further your support by donating you can go into the show notes and there will be a link over to our anchor page and from there you can kind of choose a monthly donation rate from my understanding, you don't have to have a reoccurring monthly payments. You can just kind of do a one-time payment if you want, but there are some tiers. You can choose $1 a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month. Of course, the podcast will remain free. Um, every Tuesday, you can listen to it without having to pay for it, but th- that extra little, if you want to just go a little bit further, throw a couple bucks our way, we would greatly appreciate it. Now, I think that's it for that. So, let's get into this week's show. So, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is just around the corner, it's uh releasing in November. And we got a big chunk of the game uh, at E3. Obviously, this game was announced uh last year's E3, I believe, 2018. And then this year, we finally got our first big look at the game. And then more recently, we got a trailer called Cal's Mission, and that gives us a little bit more insight. Uh, to a bit of the story and stuff like that. So I got an article here from KitGuru.net. This is from Matthew Wilson. It just kind of gives us a little bit of a kind of outline of what this trailer was. If you haven't seen it and you're interested in the game, I highly recommend just going and checking out the trailer for yourself. Um, But the article reads, This has been a huge year for Respawn Entertainment, with the studio swiftly branching out beyond Titanfall under EA's ownership. This year, we've had a launch of Apex Legends the announcement of Metal Honor Above and Beyond, and in November, Respawn is also launching a story-focused Star Wars game, which now has a brand new story trailer. We saw quite a bit of Jedi Fallen Order back at E3 with plenty of gameplay and press previews coverage. Now, as we approach the game's November 15th release date, we have a new trailer titled Cal's Mission, giving us a few more hints as to where the story is going to take us. Uh, The game will put players into the shoe of Cal... Kestis one of the last remaining Jedi following the rise of the Empire. The story revolves around a search for a relic that Darth Vader and the Emperor are looking to get their hands on. Meanwhile, you will be hunted down by Sith Inquisitors, a group of lightsaber-wielding assassins tasked with wiping out any remaining Jedi. Um, and that's basically it. Again, I it's only a three-minute trailer. It's kind of one of those things that you kind of need to see for yourself. It's better to watch than to hear someone verbally explain mm-hmm. a trailer. But... Um, What's your, what's your hype level for Star Wars? Like, are you a big star? I think you said before that you're a Star Wars guy. What, what's your hype level for this game? I'm super hyped for this. I am,
1: I am big into Star Wars, Um, you know, probably not as big as some out there, but sure. the, this game looks great. And I think it's, you know, it's going to be the Star Wars game we've been wanting for a long time. Yeah. I mean, the last, I think, single player story driven Star Wars game was Force Unleashed one and two. Yeah. Um, which were fun games. I liked them. Me too. Um, but I think this is just going to be like next level, uh, which is, you know, again, Respawn. They do real quality work over there. So I have no doubt they're putting together um, a really solid game. And with it being single player, I don't think we'll see too much in the way of loot boxes and the like, you know, like EA likes to do. So um, <laughs> it'll be nice not having to worry about uh, anything like that. I mean, um you know, it's it's something I think everyone's just a little a little afraid to get too hyped up because, uh, you know, the story or the, the story campaign for Star Wars Battlefront 2 was just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody really enjoyed it. And it's nice that they put it in there, but it wasn't a great experience. And yeah. I think this is going to be the game that everyone's been wanting for a long time. So I'm really I'm really excited for it. Somehow it just keeps falling under my radar because of right. all these big games that we're getting, uh, you know, in the la- latter half of this mm-hmm. year. So it's easy to kind of forget. And they've been a-, a little quiet on it for a little bit, I guess. Or it's, it's the first, you know, in, in recent memory that I'm hearing about this game again. So... It just you know it's like it just popped back up on the radar, yeah, totally, and um, really reignited my my hype levels. Didn't show a lot of gameplay, like like you said, it was a lot of uh, you know mostly story trailer, exactly. But yeah. it looks good. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm a big Star Wars fan, but again, probably not as extreme as a lot of a lot of other people out there. I'm kind of in the same boat. I was I was actually. Uh, was I was I saw a post I don't know if it was on Reddit or Facebook on uh, some forum page or whatever and they were just talking literally probably like a week ago someone was talking about Jedi Fallen Order and how they have they were surprised that we haven't really heard much of it recently with it coming out in like a couple months right and so um, I kind of expected we would within this kind of time where we ju- it was just a matter of days before they kind of released something or you know Uh, got some more uh, stuff like the the next thing I was going to talk about is the the bundle with the Xbox like that that was something that I kind of expected with a big title release like this that Mm -hmm. was going to happen but yeah I it's it's something that's fallen off my radar as well considering how excited I am I I, I find that (laughs) hard but it's just yeah like you said there's so many awesome games coming up in the next couple months that's kind of hard and you
1: know what and and i think that's okay too because i mean look what look what happened with like at least for me like the borderlands fatigue like i got Mm -hmm. so sick of hearing about that game that i just i had no interest in playing it like it just got talked to death they showed way too much of it and it was just they were constantly trying to keep attention on it and i feel like this you know uh they showed i think the first gameplay of it back um where they had the first trailer for it back in April on Star Wars day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think maybe they had a little bit more to show at E3 maybe. Yeah. I
0: think that that's about right. Yeah. I remember seeing something. They
1: showed the first gameplay of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it looked fantastic and then it, you know, it looked like it was going to be a real linear story story, but then they came out and said, it's going to be very open. You're going to get to do a lot of exploration, ton of side quests. Um, and then it kind of, like I said, I, I feel like the communication for it kind of dropped off, which is good because then it, it then I wasn't constantly thinking about it. I wasn't constantly being, you know, shoved in my face. Exactly. And it gave me time to focus on other things and play other things instead of constantly worrying about when this game was going to or what was, you know, what content was going to be in it and whatnot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Especially, like, I think that they're wanting to make it really special because it has such high expectations from the fans. They don't want to give away... I think it's smart that they're not giving away too much before the release because, right. like you said, Border, Borderlands 3 is such a perfect example of how that can kind of backfire in certain ways of it just kind of coming across as a little obnoxious or, or tiring of seeing it every single place you go. Like, you, you pull up YouTube and you have advertisements, and, it, and, it, and you know we are it's september 30th today the game doesn't come out till november 15th i expect you know into october and stuff we're going to probably see more advertise advertisements popping up and that kind For of sure. stuff yeah. but i'm i'm just really glad that they still haven't given we we know what the game is it looks really solid you know i think a lot of people are on board with um its setting and when it takes place in the star wars timeline and everything and I'm just glad that they're not, that they're not showing their, their full hand there with everything that I think we're going to have some surprises and I think they have, have some big things planned with this game. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, unfortunately, there so many games coming out like Pokemon and Death Stranding in the beginning of November. And then we're probably going to be playing the Outer Wilds in October and Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion. It's like, man, it's going to be hard to justify purchasing day one, depending on how much backlog I have from all those other games. But I definitely am going to be picking it up. So,
1: yeah, I think this one's going to be a day one for me because I originally I was going kind of back and forth. I'm like, well, I know Pokemon's coming out Mm -hmm. and Death Stranding's coming out and I'm still kind of on the fence on that. It's like, which one am I going to get? But I think now, like, again, now that it's back on my radar, um, I think I'm going to hold off on Death Stranding and probably get Star Wars day one.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, one more, as I kind of already mentioned, I just want to give the details surrounding it. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Xbox One S and Xbox One X bundles revealed, and uh, pre orders are open right now. Um, so basically, all that you. It's nothing special, it's not like a special edition console or anything like that, but basically, they have the Xbox One X bundle, so you can basically get an Xbox One X and it's bundled with, um, let's see, so own the Xbox One X Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order bundle and step into the role of Jedi Padawan, who nearly, it's just kind of giving a, so it comes with deluxe, the deluxe edition of the game, a trial of Xbox Game Pass and more. That's kind of vague, but um, <laughs> that's going to cost $500, which is about average um, for the Xbox One X. And then for 300 bucks, you can get a, an Xbox One S Bundle and that comes with everything that's in the Xbox One X bundle, except for it's cheaper, obviously, because you don't have the power there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like EA has had a relationship in the past with, um, doing I because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I remember them bundling, or maybe it was PlayStation 4, I can't remember, but I, I remember a Battlefront game being bundled with Xbox, and I, I feel like the first one. Battlefront definitely got a bundle. It actually got that special edition PlayStation mm-hmm, 4 yeah. with the Darth Vader and everything, and I think the last game was so anyways, uh nothing too exciting there, but in case you're looking at getting a console and want it, they are available there. So All right, let's move into our next story which like I said just dropped a little little while ago. So Uh, This is coming from, I'm going to be reading from Matt Kim over at IGN. He has kind of more information. Uh, Sony Worldwide Studios head Sean Layden departs PlayStation. So the official PlayStation Twitter account has just announced that Worldwide Studios chairman Sean Layden will be leaving Sony Interactive Entertainment. Layden has been with Sony since 1987. PlayStation announced Layden's departure via tweet. It is with great emotion that we announce that Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layden will be departing SIE. His visionary leadership will be greatly missed, the Twitter account writes. We wish him success in in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service. Thanks for everything, Sean. Uh, Leighton joined Sony as part of its corporate communications department in 1987. Leighton later became president of Sony Computer Entertainment Japan in October 2007, before becoming a founding member and vice president of Sony Network Entertainment International in 2010. In 2014, Leighton succeeded Jack Tretton, Tretton? As president and C- tre- yeah, as president and CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment America, in 2018, Layton was made the chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios. Under Layton's tenure as chairman, PlayStation released several critically acclaimed games from its first-party Worldwide Studios, including including God of War, Spider-Man, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Sony Worldwide Studios compromises Sony first-party PlayStation developers. This includes studios like Guerrilla Games, Naughty Dog, Set. Sa- Santa Monica Studio, Sucker Punch, and most recently Insomniac Games. There are currently 14 worldwide studios de- studios, developers, but Sony CEO Jim Ryan suggests that the company is considering more studio acquisitions ahead of the PlayStation 5. IGN has reached out to, com- to Sony for more information about Layden's departure, but like I said, it just dropped within the hour, so we don't really know exactly what's going on uh what he has planned for the future but uh yeah do you do you have any thoughts about this announcement
1: I'm I'm really sad um <laughs> <laughs> I always really liked looking forward to um you know E3 and like him coming out on stage and you know giving his his speeches and mm-hmm. everything like he was just a, he was a good charismatic guy who's a good face for uh the company and it is kind of funny um, uh, on their Twitter page, one of the top comments or one of the first comments or whatever was uh, someone had a picture of uh, Sean Layden, uh, Phil Spencer, and Reggie Fizame from Nintendo. Right, yeah. Uh, when they all came together on the Game Awards. And it's just weird now that Phil Spencer is the only one left in this year. Yeah, these are you're like totally the, right. Yeah. These were the heads of each company that all came together for the Game Awards this past year. And now there's only one left. Like, yeah. Phil, don't leave us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's pretty amazing i think um like you said like sean's kind of been the face of playstation for the last couple years here especially this generation of gaming um he's had a big presence at you know those big press conferences like e3 and everything i i I wouldn't hold him necessarily to the level of what reggie is in a lot of people's Mm -hmm. eyes but you know it's it's definitely a good comparison um and like you said yeah with phil reggie and sean the faces of all the big consoles out there and only one remains now it's kind of interesting so yeah it's it's shocking news because he's done so much for sony interactive entertainment and like i said uh, he's probably has um he's he's largely responsible for some of the success that sony's had this generation i mean they've really knocked it out of the park and i think he he needs to be commended for his role in that but yeah, it's it's interesting. He he hasn't announced that he's retiring or anything like that, um like Reggie did. So, who knows? Maybe he's going to right. a different company or something like that. Um or maybe he is retiring, who knows, but I would like to hopefully yeah. see him still in games. Um but I mean, like he he had a long career at Sony, so who knows if he you know hang, hangs up the skates or whatever. So
1: Yeah, it's just sad seeing these these guys <laughs> stepping down and yeah. it's, you know, you know guys that I've been watching for, for years, you know, Absolutely. following these these different brands and now they're stepping away mm-hmm. or stepping down or, you know, they're not in that spotlight. And it's, you know, I, I hope it's not some writing on the wall for, you know, greater change in, you know, the video game industry. Yeah. Like, hopefully it's not like any sort of precursor to um, any sort of like negativity within uh, the industry. But, you know, it's it just you know, stinks to see, you know, those big guys stepping away.
0: Totally. Yeah. So we'll, I'm sure we'll, he'll, he'll give some sort of announcement for and speak for himself on, um, you know, the decision and what he has planned for the future and stuff. So we'll make sure to, as long as we remember, <laughs> to make sure to mm-hmm. update and talk about it on the show when, once we get that information. So, All right, let's move into our last topic. Again, we're just kind of flying by today because it's a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, Let's talk about GDQ. Um, So Adam, you are more of a GDQ expert than I am. For those people who don't know what GDQ is, give them a quick run through, and then you can, if you want, just transition into uh, what we saw this weekend.
1: Yeah. so uh, GDQ, short for Games Done Quick, is uh, typically... It's twice a year, uh, once in the winter, where you have AGDQ, Awesome Games Done Quick. And then in the summer, SGDQ, Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, what this is is week-long marathons of uh, speedrunners that will come into one location and they'll speedrun the games that they're best at live in front of a live audience, in front of a massively streamed audience. Uh, if. If you watch Twitch at all, you probably see the streams come up on the, the main page and you'll see, you know, up to 100,000 or more people watching at any given time and they go for, you know, it's, it's 24 hours a day for a week straight that they'll just play these games and it's all for charity. So as they do this, uh, they, they open it up for all the viewers to submit uh, donations that go to, uh, you know, to different charities so you know for instance one of the big ones that they they repeatedly do charity work for is uh doctors without borders right
0: yeah
1: uh so they they raise a ton ton of money for those you know in the past couple years they've exceeded two million Mm dollars um you know throughout those weeks and it just gets bigger and bigger and they keep raising more and more money and it's awesome it's it's great seeing the gaming community come together Mm -hmm. and supporting these great causes and just having a blast while they do it and creating uh, great content for people watching at home and creating a great experience for those that go and, and watch it live. So I, when these GDQ events ro- roll around, uh, I try and watch and consume as much of it as I can mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to the point where I'll even try taking days off work to... Uh, stay at home and watch yeah, watch the event because it's just it's just so much fun. Like, yeah, I could go and I could pull up uh, VODs of people doing these types of runs on their own time, but uh, there's just something about the it experience when and... everyone comes together yeah. and, and makes it a really fun time. But this particular one, uh, GDQ Express, uh, like I said earlier in the show, this is uh, only the second time they've run this one. It only ran for the weekend. It started Friday afternoon uh, Eastern time. And it ran until uh, just last evening. So I actually didn't even know or didn't even realize that it was happening again because it's only the second year they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally missed it last year. But uh, I ended up getting an email from Twitch that was just saying, like, GDQs at TwitchCon. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so <laughs> it was right at that time. Like, it, it must have been just as they were, they were starting their stream on Friday. And I was at home. And... I pulled up Twitch and sure enough, they were, they were just beginning. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh my God, like this is great. <laughs> Christmas came early. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly it. Like it was just, it's great. Cause I mean, the next one, you know, isn't going to be, I think December, I think is their, their winter one. Yeah. Um. So it, it's obviously not as big. It's just the weekend. Uh, so they're not raising those millions of dollars during that time. Again, I think a lot of people aren't aware that it's happening. So it's not getting as many viewers, it's not getting quite as many donations, uh, but they still managed to uh, collect a a meaty sum of over $150,000 for Able Gamers, uh, which is a great charity uh, that that works to try and uh, help with accessibility for disabled gamers, you know, try and make sure that everybody who wants to play games can, uh, regardless of condition or disability. So. Um, it, it's a really great cause. I'm glad that they, you know, the GDQ help is helping to to spread that message and uh, brings shed some more light into uh, that community and that that charity. And I mean, I I only just heard of uh, Able Gamers through uh, kind of funny, right? Yeah, and the connection there. Yeah, they they have a connection there, and so they've talked about it a couple of times on their shows and. Uh, it's, it's just a really really great cause because I mean I thought about it myself I'm like you know one day I might not be able to play games the way i can now mm-hmm. and you know having an advocate out there that's that's helping people be able to play games when you know a couple years ago or 10 years ago or whatever they they may have not been able to do that so absolutely yeah it's it's really great they did that it, and it's you know again always for a great cause and it's always just so much fun and me and my brother, like, we'll always, when, when it comes around, we'll always try and figure out times where we can get together and watch it. Just watch it, yeah. Hang out at each other's houses. And uh, my wife kind of hates it <laughs> because it's always on TV sure, whenever yeah. it comes up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, this again. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes she gets into it. You know, it depends yeah. on what games it's exactly. on. Because, I mean, yeah. they'll do everything from, you know, classic Mario games uh, to, you know, games Newer like – uh, yeah, yeah, new stuff. Um, so, I mean, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2 remake, uh, they just had a run of that last mm-hmm. night. And so, I mean, it's games that are just coming, like, the same year that they come out, people are already breaking the games, doing speed runs, optimizing routes. And mm-hmm. it's it's incredible what, what these people do to, uh, to be able to complete these games quickly. And sometimes they just break the game entirely with all sorts of glitches and exploits. And then other times it's just... It's it's just pure skill, like yeah. with Mario games. Like it's just on point. Everything frames
0: right, right at the yeah, exactly. Exact second, it's yeah,
1: so so crazy, um, and and it, there's there's something for everybody, you know. And they'll even play terrible games, like in games <laughs> that people have never heard of. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's fun to watch those because it's like I have no idea what this game is, but it's fun watching this person just totally. destroy it. Yeah, like, yeah some of my personal favorites are like em ups. Uh so you know, like uh like what like Streets of Rage and and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Double Dragons, you know, those games that gave me such a hard time as kids because they're very arcadey in nature. You know, like you go to arcade machines and they basically are designed for you to die so that you keep feeding in quarters, but when you have it on a home console that doesn't really exist, but they're still hard as hell. Yeah. And uh <laughs> hard to beat and and these guys just make these games look so easy like yeah. Battletoads another example like a game that I I never beat as a kid I probably wouldn't even be able to beat it now but these guys just destroy it they make it look easy um and again like it's it's all for a good time it's just great the the way the community comes together yeah
0: no absolutely it's uh I can't even remember what year it was that I I know that they had been like fairly well established by the time I found them. I I think I found them probably through, I'm really, I really like watching ZFG who does speedruns of Ocarina of Time. And Mm. I remember, I think I was probably on YouTube or searching through some of his like older runs and stuff. And I think I just came across him at one of these events. And so I did a little more digging and found, oh, I'm like, okay, this is, this is basically an event that has speedrunner, a ton of speedrunners. Um, and, that's pretty cool. When's the next one happening? And I looked it up and I think it must've been like a summer games done quick or something like that was just like a month away or something. I remember I scheduled it and, um, when it came up, I remember, yeah, I had like a couple days off and I had booked in certain times of like the, the runs I wanted to watch and stuff. Um, I think I actually ended up watching like, like you just watching the whole as much as I could in one sitting, kind of thing, right? And yeah, it's just it's just such an awesome, awesome thing for the, all the reasons you've already gone over and stuff. So I highly recommend anyone who is a fan of video games. It, it just hits so many different you know audiences. You have the speedrunning community, you have the video game community. Um, what they're doing when it comes to donation stuff is incredible, like you've already mentioned. The millions of dollars they've been able to raise from past events is just incredible. And it's all going towards some really awesome organizations and stuff. So I highly recommend, you know, when uh, Awesome Games Done Quick come up this this winter to, to check it out for yourself, because I guarantee you'll find something in there that will entertain you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you'll be able to even find games that you didn't even know. It's, it's great. Like you said, it's not just this simple playing games that everybody knows. They even get games like modded games and stuff like that that... Mm-hmm uh, you know, mod hacks and everything. And it's really, really cool. It's really neat. They, and it's not just, I've seen like crazy people do, you know, play, they do those things where they've done runs with crazy peripherals or something like that instead of the traditional controller or doing Mm -hmm. runs blindfolded or relay races. Yeah.
1: Real quick with the blindfolded. So there was, there was a race that was done (laughs) during this past weekend. It was, um, it was Super Punch Out on Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah. And it was two two guys they had that were uh it was a race basically to just go through all the I guess the the main events and they they met an incentive to do it blindfolded. So it was two guys racing, playing Punch Out blindfolded and it was just one of the <laughs> one of the greatest things. It yeah. was just so much fun to watch and it's like I can't believe these guys are doing this right now, like Again, this this is a game I'd probably struggle to, to play, play with my eyes open. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And here they are blindfolded, <laughs> racing each other, doing it super fast. Is it's incredible. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch.
0: These people really know games like inside and out. Like I said, like some of these these runs are so technical that they need to, you know, input a button or whatever in a fraction of a second right finding fr- specific frames that if they mm-hmm. miss that frame you know they they lose some time and so they like the, these people like they they have routes strategized so they have and they have backups right so that if they mess up you know okay where's where's my backup strat like yeah. what's what's plan B since plan a didn't work and stuff like that and it it's cool because I think there actually was a couple world records broke. Um, I don't know what games they were, but I think I read somewhere that there was a couple games that broke some world record runs. Um,
1: yeah, there was... Um, one for sure was it was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It was it was a shrine rush mode. Okay. Uh, so it was basically all 87 shrines back-to-back, and they hit the, uh, the world record on that. The other one I want to say was... Uh, could be wrong on which game it was i think it was streets of rage 2 um i missed it unfortunately i ran overnight mm, but yeah yeah uh, apparently they hit a, w- a world record on that so i mean the idea is and all you know if they get world record or they get a personal best that's always something to shoot for anytime you do one of these runs but uh typically in marathons they they might do like safer strategies exactly as yeah. they play that maybe ding them a couple of seconds they know they're not going to get world record or, yeah. their, or a personal best but yeah um, that doesn't stop them from doing it and still completing it super fast. But, yeah, in some cases, like like we saw here, there was two of them uh, that they were able to hit those world records on those games. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome when you see that and, and watch the crowd get super pumped when that happens.
0: Yeah yeah it's 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 really entertaining I wish I could have watched more over this weekend but I because it was such short notice it's kind of one of those things where I worked over the weekend and I would pull it up on my break and that kind of stuff or every now and then like I last night I got home and I pulled up hit on twitch and I saw this Tetris 99 which was
1: oh that was so good yeah
0: it was like just mesmerizing to watch like on how fast these guys are dropping bricks and everything and I I love how I I message you. I'm like this. There's a crazy thing going on right now, and you're like, "Yep, I'm watching it happen right now." <laughs> and yeah, it's it's just cool. the it, The variety is there. Um, so, like I said, you you I guarantee you'll find something that out of it that you'll enjoy. So, um, yeah, when the co- the next one comes up, we'll make sure to try and cover it because for whatever reason, as many people as they get watching the live streams and as many people that they get donating and stuff. It kind of seems like a thing that at least in the wide gaming community, there's a lot of people I've run into who have never even heard of it before. So mm-hmm. which I kind of find surprising. There's most, I would say today there's a lot more people than maybe three, three, four years ago or something like that. But it's, uh, it's, it's gained a lot of traction, I think, which is really nice to see. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, and if if you want to check it out now they already got stuff up on youtube and you can go back and watch the streams on twitch and stuff like that so yep
1: yeah the, yeah the streams are up there so you can always check the you know the vods for it and yeah. kind of rewatch what happened over the weekends, and um you know even on youtube like you'll find uh you know replays from uh the the bigger events like the summer gdqs and the uh, the winner ones and mm-hmm. that, so yeah. you can kind of kind of see for yourself what it's like. Uh, but then you know, watching it live and watching it happen in person is is just such a blast. Totally,
0: yeah. Awesome stuff. So let's move into the last little bit of our show. Let's talk about what we have been playing. So, Adam, have you been playing anything this past week? Uh, anything new or anything like that?
1: Um. I played a little bit more What the Golf, and it's my, my opinion remains that it's it's so good. <laughs> Continues
0: to be one of the best games of the year. <laughs>
1: it really is. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy to, to think, but yeah, I mean, it's so simple, but it is like really one of my favorite games of the year. And yeah. I came across, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I came across another uh, couple courses that are based around uh, Other games. a video, another video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And I really want to tell you what it is, but I don't want to spoil anything. But it,
0: you, I think I know. So I heard one. Okay, this is spoiler. So pause or fast forward the next like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. The one I heard, there was one super hot or something like that. There was uh-huh, a level. Yeah. Was that the one?
1: That was the one. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I just encountered that one. That's awesome. And uh, while I haven't really played any super hot, I know of the game. I, I know like the uh, sort of mechanics to it and uh they did a really great job just like paying homage to to that game it's that's so cool it's really something else
0: (laughs) yeah i can't wait to finally when it releases on Nintendo switch i'll buy it the day it comes out because i've heard not just you but the industry talking about how how much fun this game is and the fact that they've included little easter eggs like that is really cool
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure there's there's more game references this is about halfway through Halfway through, okay. depending on, um, you know, how much of a completionist you mm-hmm. want to be with the game, but um, yeah, game has me at about fifty percent right now. A little bit, little, only a couple percent higher than what I was last week when I talked about it. But, um, yes. but yeah, still a lot of fun. Uh, didn't really play too much more Untitled Goose Games, so that's still uh, sort of a review in progress on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did beat, uh, just beat Links, Links Awakening remake. Nice. Um, just earlier today so okay
0: right on yeah i but um go ahead
1: and then uh just lastly and again this is something i'll, I'll have a little bit more to talk about probably next show but uh oxen free oh nice. i started playing that this week a couple other games i pulled off game pass that i wasn't real um wasn't really into just didn't really weren't my kind of games yeah. but uh, i did finally play some oxen free pulled that off a of game pass and um i'm really enjoying it so far it's mostly you know it's pretty much uh like a narrative focus game definitely just kind of move your character around from place to place and kind of little little things you can interact with and it's uh it's i I gotta say for the art style which uh you know is is pretty charming the the game itself has some pretty spooky moments in it yeah right um that really make you think like oh my gosh what's gonna happen now like you see the color red and it's like "Uh uh-oh here we go again yeah um And again, don't want to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't played, but I'm not sure how far I am into it, but, um, I did fail what, uh, probably should have been an easy, easy puzzle and, uh, led to some negative consequences, uh, consequences, (laughs) which, um, kind of makes me want to restart it now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely one of those games, um, it, it's fun it's not for everybody I, I will admit like i it's not a game that i recommend to anyone but anyone who has like an appreciation for really good stories in video games like i definitely recommend it because i think it's pretty pretty good like when, especially playing it to the very end and seeing the story unfold and uh, you know have your questions kind of answered on what was going on and or interpreting it in whatever way is it's pretty neat so yeah I really like it and it definitely is spooky it's some it kind of catches you off guard a little bit because it's like you start it and you don't like when I played it I had just heard people saying it was a a good game to check out and so I started playing it and I was like okay and then when things again started it just went into a direction I didn't expect it really caught me off guard but uh, I really liked the direction it went so
1: yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited to play some more of it, yeah. and it, it has me pretty uh, pretty pumped to play After Party when that comes yeah, out, too. Yeah, definitely.
0: For myself, I've had a very busy kind of week. Um, I haven't really been able to play as many games as I planned. I actually have been playing one game that unfortunately I can't talk about today because the embargo is it is until October 2nd, which kind of sucks because uh, I would have been able to talk about it because... the if it was a day before that but i'll talk about it next week i can't wait to talk about it um but other than that i've been playing you know finishing up link's awakening i'm pretty close i just finished uh what's it called the one the dungeon that's kind of in the middle of that lake or whatever i can't remember what it's called okay um, um, like catfish yeah, moths or something like that i think is yes. what it was called um, but anyways, I think that's near the back half of the game. I think I only have like three more dungeons, maybe somewhere in there. I don't know.
1: Maybe four.
0: Yeah. Four. It kind of depends on it. Like I, uh, I have been getting all the upgrades and stuff like that. Um, so it's things that you can kind of have access to, um, like you, you don't necessarily need to go and go like getting upgrades, like getting bigger bombs and, and getting the different tunics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, yeah, I've been having a blast with it. I would have probably had it complete if I wouldn't have to if I wouldn't have been playing this other game that I'm talking about next week, but uh yeah, and then lastly before we kind of gear towards wrapping up the show, I ha- I've been playing Subnautica, which is kind of um nice. yeah, I don't have you ever played Subnautica? I did not. I
1: watched uh, a couple Twitch streams, um, you know, a couple streamers that I watched were playing it. So, I was watching some of that um, I don't know that it's a game I would pick up myself, but it was it was interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it's on... I'm not 100% sure. I think it might be on Game Pass. Maybe not. Um, at any rate, I remember playing it through something. I don't know what it was, but I played it, and it wasn't for me. And then I, for whatever reason, got the urge to play it again. And, oh, well, you know what it was? Me and Megan were watching blue planet on netflix and i was watching and it was it's the ocean right and there's all it's like outer space and i was just like man i wish there was a more like underwater like survival games i'm like well there is one it's subnautica and so (laughs) i got it up from the library picked it up uh, because it's an older game they have lots of copies floating around so i picked it up I probably put like an hour, a couple hours into it. It's definitely, if you like survival games, it will be up your alley. But man, is it ever freaky playing this game? Because like mm-hmm. the ocean, ever since I was a kid, whenever I you had to swim in open bodies of water in video games, it just freaked me out because you never know what kind of creatures are lurking, right. you know, around uh, or near the bottom of, of the ocean. And so... Doing that where a game, it's like literally, you have this whole alien planet with all these different alien sea creatures. It's kind of freaky, right? And you're trying to survive, so you got to go out there and you got to, you know, mine for resources and find things to, to kind of, you know, survive essentially. And sometimes you don't want to because there's you you get in <laughs> sections like, oh man, that's a really big you know fish or alien fish or whatever. So. At any rate, I'm having fun with it. Um, it's kind of just been a casual game I've been playing. I don't know how much more I'll put into it because, like I said, we got a bunch of games coming up. I, I'm definitely going to pick up Indivisible, you know, in the next couple weeks here so that we can both talk about it on the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just kind of finishing up uh, a couple other games and that I'm going to talk about next week. So uh, I did get a chance to play a little bit more of Mario Kart Tour. And, yeah, it's really interesting i don't know how i feel about it quite yet i've played Mm -hmm. probably like seven or eight races i still don't quite understand if you're playing against bots or if you're playing with i like it doesn't really make sense to me because when you join the matches it's like you have all these other people that look like they have like gamer tags or or names and then you know like some of them are in different languages like you're playing with people that obviously have like japanese names and so you think you're playing online but again the first like like you said last week, the first like five races I got first place and like without really even trying. So it's like, you know, I I remember PUBG when it came to mobile doing a similar similar thing where I got like a a chicken dinner, like my second or third match or something like that. And it was like these, it was eventually revealed that you're playing against bots until you get to a certain level or something. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it's a fun game to kind of casually play um here and there but like you said last week it's not if you want a mario kart experience just look for the you know the full-fledged mario kart games because they're it's not gonna it's not fully offering what mario kart is i think it's definitely a mobile game that is set up for the mobile game player If that makes sense Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah and they do have uh some some paywall type things in there and and microtransactions and that that's a bit of a turnoff for Mm -hmm. me as well like i get that you know games can't all be like totally free or whatever yeah. but there's some some things in there that um i just am not a fan of it yeah think exactly a little a little bit uh too much especially coming from nintendo where they've been pretty good about not having too many paywall type structures in their games so it's kind of jarring to see that here
0: yeah totally but at any rate I am glad that Nintendo is kind of still continuing to you know sometimes at some of the previous games I I personally even though there were some microtransaction I thought Dr Mario was pretty fun I didn't really have to I played quite a bit before it kind of was like okay it would be a lot easier if I bought them into the microtransactions to get the hearts or whatever to play the levels but (laughs) you know at the end of the day I download it for free if I really like it I'll throw it a couple bucks but again it's just something I'm glad that Apple Arcade is kind of figuring out a different way for mobile game experiences I think that's a much better platform yeah they're doing a really good job with that totally All right, let's end off the show with question of the week. So last week I asked you guys, what is the best co-op video game you have ever played? And I got a couple different responses. I got the first one over um, on Twitter. It's actually your brother, Steven. And he says, Left 4 Dead, BJ Bernardo. Shout out to BJ Bernardo. I met him at the Kind of Funny meetup in Vancouver. He responded with, Any Halo or Gears game? And here's one I bet no one will say. D O A extreme beach volleyball (laughs) so if you know what dead or alive extreme beach volleyball is i think you'll understand it has a certain appeal to some players for that game but uh that's hilarious i love that response definitely not the typical response adam what about you what's your favorite co-op video game
1: so I I had an idea in mind, and then I saw Steven's comment about <laughs> Left 4 Dead, and it kind of made me want to change my yeah. uh, my answer because that is a really great co op experience. Um, I had so much fun with that. But um, actually, my original one was Burnout Paradise, oh, nice. um, where it was just yeah, me and friends. We would just you know get in a lobby online and would just goof around like we weren't necessarily uh doing like competitive races or anything we might just set up like uh different like stunt runs or uh there's kind of like these uh like events that you can choose depending on the size of your your party or lobby where you go to maybe a certain location everyone has to do like a certain stunt or you know whatever or achieve a certain score things like that. So it was a lot of us just kind of running around, uh, all of, you know, Paradise City and, right. and its surrounding areas, just, just doing kind of whatever we wanted. Um, we, we'd wreck into each other, um, you know, uh, you know, cause they call them takedowns in that game. When you take someone down, if they have a camera, it'll take a screenshot. So oh. we would do, uh, these these goofy things. And it, it was the best one. My brother, Steven, he, the one day uh, he set up his camera. So it was pointed at a uh, DVD box of Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> and so the one time I did a takedown on him and it showed me a picture, but it wasn't him. It was Captain Picard from <laughs> from Star Trek. Oh, and I lost it. Yeah. I, I absolutely lost it. And from there, uh, everyone kind of did different silly things things pointing their camera at different you know box arts and things like that and um it was just a blast like there was some some competitive stuff you could do on there but we just did a lot of like just goofing around and some of the cooperative things that uh that you can do Mm -hmm. and it was just so much fun
0: that's awesome i love i love stories like that uh friend of the show coleman dean was a really big fan of burnout paradise and i'm sure that he could probably resonate with some of that kind of you know shenanigans. I uh, I never actually have, I've started Burnout Paradise and I've only ever played like a couple hours of it. I love the Burnout games, so I don't know why I've never. I, I actually see, have, and this
1: one's kind of opposite for me because I don't. I'm not really into racing games. Yeah. I never really played any of the other Burnout games, but I love this one because of uh, just kind of the open world yeah. and kind of
0: free roam that you yeah, can do in it. Exactly. Yeah. It's from my understanding, it's a lot different than the earlier burnout games and so you have your die-hard burnout fans that burnout paradise was fun but different from what they expected and then there's also like like you a whole group of people and fans of the game that like it because it is different than the linear just you know pick a track kind of thing right Mm -hmm. for myself best co-op game i have to say is left for dead as well i never actually played the well i I shouldn't say i've never played the first one i had played the first one the second one was actually a game that i bought um and owned and so that that would probably be my answer uh is the second one just because i have more experience with that not saying that it's better than the first i can't really compare them but yeah left for dead is just a, a solid it really is one of those games that I think established a new way of playing games with your friends yeah. and stuff. There's mm-hmm. so many games today that, you know, have tried to replicate what they created back in the day. Um, you know, we had different games, like even Evolve is similar mm-hmm. to that. Uh, there was yeah. a game, I think it was called Earthfall, if I'm not mistaken, and it was very similar Um Almost identical gameplay kind of style. you got four people, but instead of zombies, you're dealing with like aliens. It was mediocre. Um, But uh, yeah, Left 4 Dead, that's like when I asked the question last week. That's kind of just the first answer that kind of popped into my head. Uh, I will have to give a shout out to like the Halo games, specifically the Master Chief Collection, just having all of them there. Me and Megan played through, I think, all of the games. Maybe not four. I think we might have done four. So I'm really hoping that Halo 5 brings back, or not Halo 5, Halo Infinite brings back that couch co-op gameplay because mm-hmm. you couldn't, You I think they had a co-op in Halo 5, but it was online only. You couldn't do couch co-op. So I I really, I think a lot of other people also associate, you know, like BJ said, Halo is one of those games that just when you hear the word co-op, you kind of associate with. So now let's give this week's question so this week's question i have for you guys is what do you guys prefer more a game story or the mechanics i guess a better way is putting it, the game story or the action so do you prefer a game with a really strong story or do you prefer a game that has is really good action or has really fun gameplay mechanics and that kind of stuff you can send in your responses to the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. The questions are also posted on our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter. Links for that are down in the show notes. Uh, you can look for us on Twitter at games and just search for at games are fun. I believe on Facebook. If you just type at games are fun on the Facebook search bar, the page should pop up. But if you're, you're looking for links, they're down in the show notes. So, Send in your responses, and they'll be read on next week's episode. So I'm really interested in what people's opinions are for that question.
1: Yeah, those are some, some good responses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're... We uh, I, it, I did this segment when I first started the podcast, and I kind of had to stop doing it because I only had a couple people writing in to the point where... Again, shout out to Coleman was the only one who was uh, writing in with their answers. And so I kind of stopped doing it because, you know, you kind of need that other side of it. So again, if you guys are listening, if you don't have a response, you don't have a response. That's okay. But you know, make sure you go over there and you can just do, you know, what Steven did, just put in a game. You don't need to explain yourself. It's just kind of fun to read out answers and get other people's takes on things. So Uh, Some weeks the questions are more detailed and require more of an answer. Other times it's just a simple, you know, it's one word answer kind of thing. So, all right, let's, that's the show this week. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun. Adam, where can people keep up with you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at AdamPalooza85.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter at LukeAllenArm, trying to, follow up with or saying what i said last week of tweeting i've been trying to tweet a little bit more and stuff on there same here um so yeah make sure you guys hit us up over on twitter if you want to chat games or anything like that and then of course like i said you can follow the podcast at games are fun pod on twitter search for games are fun on facebook or head over to instagram to kind of see some of my physical video game collection at games are fun pod And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. See you later.